Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I guess I should say good morning and a very happy Wednesday to you, Tom Jones. We've got da, 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 yeah, da, 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 little start me up. Yeah, the little Rolling days. Stones. The band Man. is back. There it is. Realizing back. how much I hated being up so early. This is terrible. <laughs> I have not talked to Derek Sharp since the day we got fired from WT. No, well, that's not let me that's just not true. Good reason. <laughs> let me put your mind at ease, Tom. That's just, that's not because I don't like you, as opposed to previous morning show hosts that I also haven't talked to. I actually like you. I like you both. That's why I'm doing this. I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. Well, it's good to talk to you again. It's good, All three of us, it's weird. It feels like there should be a piece of glass between uh, us and Derek. And uh, yeah, no, although I, I I have talked to Derek since since that fateful day that we were that we went in and got Joe Pesci like oh no in the back of the head at WDA but um, in separate offices no less in separate Did offices. You, let me ask you: after that happened, did you go in a different direction? We <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did want to spend more time with my family. Yeah, some personal news. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, man, oh man. We went in a different. They went. They went in a different direction. Oh yeah, sure. they did. Mike and Mike. Mike, Mike and Mike went in a different direction. You since went. then, you went yeah. north. I know. <laughs> I went to bed. That's what I did. Somehow we killed Mike and Mike too, because Mike and Mike didn't last much longer either. So. That show killed me, but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, good to hey, talk to both of you Tampa guys. Bay area. Today in Tampa Bay sports, let's talk about last night's Clippers game. <laughs> there you go. I didn't realize they did so much NBA. They do so much NBA. It was the NBA show. <laughs> I'll do respect to the NBA. Yeah, well, it was October. Good anyway, uh, <laughs> it, it's so great to have Derek. We we were uh, cutting up the other night when, uh, when, when Steve was trying to go on vacation. Now, of course, he is on vacation, and uh, and good for him. He deserves it. I think it's the first. Tom, this may be our 1,000th show. I don't know. One of these shows in the That's next the, couple the, days. The, uh, the podcast, the Sports podcast. Day Tampa Bay, right? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. 1,000 <laughs> shows. 1,000. Do we, did we, we did, did we do 1,000 radio shows? We must have oh, done 1,000 Oh, yeah, shows, easily. Right? Yeah, I would yeah. think. Yeah, I think about so five years. Yeah. Yeah, but who's counting? But still, right. that's impressive. That really is impressive. <laughs> well, I am. Yeah, count the hours. I count the three and a half hours a night that I slept for five years. That's what I count. But oh um, man, this is this is yeah. much more leisurely for po- folks that are listening on a uh, Wednesday. You don't know when we're recording this, but it's definitely not early in the morning. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I don't mind the podcast thing at all. No, it's not. It's not too bad. And we're glad. We're glad Derek is with us. Um, the next uh, couple of days we'll have Tom and, and there's, you know, there's a lot of things going on in sports to talk about, not just the bucks and the rays and, and, and all of that. But, uh, uh, let's start Tom with, uh, you know, this, the Olympics of course are on and the, the ratings aren't very good. It's weird in Japan. There's, there's no fans in these arenas because of COVID the athletes can't really go anywhere. Time difference, um, which is time always difference is, is always bad, especially 
not just a time difference, but when you cross the international date line, uh, I've been to Japan. It is like I never knew. Forget about, you know, it's one thing when you're like, oh, I'm in California, it's three hours. Let's see, what time is it? Or you're even in Hawaii where I was this summer. It's like, ah, it's six hours. So it's only when you cross the date line, it's not even the same day. Like you're trying to figure out, okay, I'm a day ahead. plus, So it's 12 hours, but it's yesterday in the state. Like it's so, it's so bizarre that you, you never really know where you're at, like kind of spatially, but have you been watching, have you been watching the Olympics? I I mean, no. My 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 family has been my girls have been watching like at night the replay. I mean, none of this is live if you watch it. Although night. some all- of it is like some like some of the swimming, right? Because they like the other night the uh, what's her name Lydia Jacoby who that girl, was live, yeah. The woman from Alaska who was that was incredible. By the way, I I went crazy. I actually called my wife in the room. I rewound it. I'm like, you have to watch this. It was a wild. It was yeah. and and watching the fans back in Alaska going crazy, mm-hmm. like that. That's been. That was the entire state, by the way, in that shot. I think they they all were there. I know, right? But they went crazy. It was great. But so I so I have been watching it. But it is a weird. I don't know how you are, Rick. But I'm just to, just to follow up the point about it being weird. It's the whole no fans thing. It's hard. It's hard to get into it when there are no fans around. So imagine, you know, the I mean, the big story, of course, the women's uh, Olympic gymnastics team with Simone Biles, the greatest Olympian or you know gymnast in the world, um, maybe ever. The, Maybe ever, right? The most decorated, certainly, uh, decided to to hold on and, and compete in this Olympics, which is something she didn't have to do after everything she's accomplished uh, in her life. And so they had the team event on uh, Tuesday, and uh, of course it was in the morning our time. And I'm I'm driving. I'm actually driving to to uh, the Bucks to cover training camp. It's about. It had to be about seven forty five or not even eight o'clock, and the news cuts in that Simone Biles has, has pulled out of the team competition. I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, she's been injured, you know? Right. Cause I guess she might, she attempted something on one of the apparatus. I don't know if it was a vault or what is or balance beam, whatever. And she pulled out. So, I, so I'm thinking, well, that's horrible, right? Uh, you get injured on uh, the Olympics. It's every four years, you know, so much anticipation, especially with her turns out, of course, as we all know now, um, she had some sort of anxiety, some sort of, 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 of mental breakdown, if you will. Um, felt like she couldn't continue. Wasn't something you would want to attempt necessarily for all the things that they do. They're, you know, very dangerous, I mean, for one thing. But um, she took herself out of the team competition, and she sat there and she cheered on her teammates. Um, every score had to count after that. Uh, they went on to win a silver medal, which is a great accomplishment, given the fact that the greatest gymnast in the world was not um, competing with them. Uh, but, Tom, you know how a lot of people will look at this. And, and, and I think I think as a society, we're more accepting of of uh, maybe what some of these athletes are going through. We, we talked a lot about uh, Naomi Osaka not, not long ago, um, the, the tennis player that uh, that withdrew uh, or did not compete at Wimbledon. So I, I think. But there are still some that'll say, "Well, this is a choke." You know, the, you you only right. do this one time, and 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 oh, by the way, you should have so much muscle memory that it shouldn't really be a problem. In other words, okay, so you're a little anxious, but like, come on, like what what is going on here? Yeah, there. Yeah, and there's a there part of this idea that that's what part of what makes a great athlete is being able to under to, pressure, right. under pressure to fight through the stress to right. You know, in in moments like this, um, that this is you know we we applaud people for their 
their mental fortitude and their toughness, you know, for their concentration, their focus. Right. I right, mean, how, right. how do you go out there with people screaming and yelling and it's third down and Tom Brady has to make a precision throw under duress? Right. That's what separates the greatness from from the rest of us mortals. Right. Right. And it's something that she has proven time and time again in her career. So talking mm-hmm. about Simone Biles, she's so it's not a question of she's never been here before. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's done it before. And she's mm-hmm. been very good at it. Maybe the best of all time. And and I don't, but Rick, I, I don't think this is this isn't the same as the mental fortitude of like fighting through, you know, uh, a nervous situation. I don't I don't think it had anything to do with that. I'll start off by saying this, Rick. It's a really tricky subject because if there's anything we truly don't know about other people, it's how they feel. Like mm-hmm. somebody can try to explain it as best they can, but we they we really can never understand how another human being feels, how they think, what's going on inside their brain. In fact, there's a lot of us can't even understand what, what we ourselves are thinking half the time or how we're feeling, which is why we talk to therapists, why we talk to our partners, why we mm-hmm. talk to our pastors, why we talk to our friends mm-hmm. to help us through life's moments when we, we're not even sure what we're going through. So let's start there that we truly can't understand what Simone Biles is feeling, what she's going through. But Rick, I, this can, I've heard a couple of people, let's start here. People compare. like, well, can you imagine Tom Brady pulling out of the Super Bowl? you know, two minutes into the Super Bowl? This is not the same as Tom Brady. This is not the same as Michael Jordan pulling out of the NBA finals. First off, Simone Biles, she's at a level that very few people ever get at. I mean, as much as Tom Brady is famous and as much as people are watching him, the whole country's not relying on Tom Brady or or Tom Brady doesn't have the whole country on his shoulders. Simone Biles had the whole country. People who don't even follow sports know who Simone Biles is. People who never watch sports except for once every, this time, five years, uh, know who Simone Biles is. So the amount of pressure she's on is a whole different level that I think only a few people ever, Michael Phelps, maybe uh, other Olympians, you know, uh, I mean, I don't even know who else to put in that category. Mary Lou Retton back in the day, like people yeah. like that. So Jackie Joyner Kersey. Yeah. Or, or, you know, or Usain Bolt or Usain Bolt's going. Yeah. yeah. Or back in the day, Carl Lewis or, mm-hmm. you know, Flojo, whoever the Carl Lewis. Yeah. The, but other than that, Rick, like I just don't even know who to put in that category. So for her, I think I think it's just she was overwhelmed by the moment. And you mentioned it, Rick. This is the thing where you don't have your mental concentration and you're doing flips in the air and you're not on it and you land on your head. Like this isn't as violent as football and hockey are or whatever. This is you could get really hurt <laughs> in gymnastics if you don't know what you're doing. So I I, I understand there's sort of this sort of, I mean, there may be people who look at her differently from now on, you know, and, and remember when Roberto Duran quit in the middle of a match and we all, and everybody made fun of him and the whole no moss. I just think though, that this is a whole different situation. What do you think happened to her? Oh, I don't, I don't know what happened in terms of like what she was trying to process. I, I, I think there's a whole lot of pressure. Um, like you said, that we'll never completely understand. I think you know, representing your country is, is certainly different than representing the New England Patriots or the Bucks uh, in a big game. And that's a team sport. Uh, individual, you know, uh, there's nobody but, you know, the camera's on you. Um, certainly if you're, if you're in the moment and you're not locked in doing what they do, um, 
and you forget how many rotations or your you know w- whatever that thing is that that takes you out of the out of the uh, the focus that you require then you best not do it because to your point you could get extremely injured and nobody wants that and you could hurt your team i mean this is the thing this was a team event it was an individual um part of the program um you know she didn't want to take her team out of it because one really bad score would do that. And so I think she was also thinking of them um, to some extent as well. We've seen this, though, now. It's, it's highly, you know, it, it, it seems to be, and I hope as a society we're starting to understand and accept that, that, that people go through things, athletes in particular, um, that, that, that there are moments of, of, uh, of, of tremendous stress. I actually think the stress is more on athletes now, Tom, than it has been ever before. And I think a big part of it is is just what what goes on in, in our lives and our children's lives that we have to be aware of, which is social media. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know that Simone Biles looks at anything. You know, I, I really don't. Um, but there's just so much, so many platforms, so much information out there. Um, the exposure is so great, you know, um, and it can work into your advantage. She's a international star she's a uh, somebody that is uh, able to have a ton of endorsements as a result of her her athletic accomplishments and good for her um but but with that exposure comes everything else right um and i i just think it's different but is it that different you know if you go back in the day you know michael jordan was a what's you know nba champion and and then his father was killed um was shot uh, in, in sort of a carjacking deal. And he, he winds up taking a year and a half off and played baseball for goodness sakes. Right. What was that? If not a, a chance to reset his life mentally, you know, or, or, or a breakdown to where he would quit playing basketball at the, at the, the greatest basketball player ever, perhaps, and, and go do something totally different for almost two years. No, that's a, that's a great point. You know, Tony Kornheiser said something on Pardon the Interruption too, Rick, that I hadn't even thought of until he brought it up. And and after he said it, I kind of agreed with him. And that is, I think the pandemic has played a role in all this, too. I think it's played a role in everybody's lives. And I don't yeah. think we totally understand it until we get to moments where all of us, and I don't know how you felt, Rick. I've had some moments over the last year where I've been really, really stressed about the news, about no question you know, about our kids. You worry about no your kids. Question. You worry about your parents. You know, yes. in your situation, my parents are gone, but you have yes. a mom. You're, you have mm-hmm. in-laws who are who are dealing with things like you know. It's I, I do think that, and I think it affects everybody. This mm-hmm. pandemic in ways because we're living lives that we've never lived before. Whether yeah. it's not going out in public, whether it's staying home, whether it's you know getting these athletes, Rick. They get te- you went through it. Yeah. You're getting tested all the time. It's a stressful thing. I it think is. it's add to it. Is I think the pandemic has had something to do with it. Now you'll say, well, "Why isn't every other athlete?" Well, everybody deals with things differently, and so I. But I, I would not be surprised if the pandemic has played a role in this as well. Yeah, I think it has, and I, and I think you know, like I said, uh, just that day, right? You wake up, that arena is different. It's not what they're used to. They're used to crowds. They're they're in a, a different country, obviously. Um, they're restricted to their rooms for most of the day. All of that, I think, is that, you know, there's an adjustment and the adjustment has to be made right now. You're up. I mean, imagine that like it's okay. It's your turn on the apparatus, whatever that might be. And the world is watching. And And the world is watching. And here's the thing. If she when she goes out there, I don't know if she's going to compete in the individual instances or not. But this, you know, we see it with swimmers, too, with Michael Phelps or whatever. But if Simone Biles 
most of the time, if you, if there, if there's a big game in any sport, it's not that this team lost the lead of the story. is oh, this team won, not with Simone Biles. When Simone Biles loses, that's the story. She yeah, lost. That's the headline. That's the headline. Simone Biles lost. The other day, we saw Katie Ledecky the other day who swam in the, in, in her race. Yeah. She wasn't even supposed to win that race. That's not no. her specialty. No. She went, she swam one of the fastest times in the history of the world and lost. And the whole story the next day is <gasps> Katie Ledecky got upset. Like, well, no, right. not no, really. No, she didn't. Yeah. The world, the world record holder won. Right. But <laughs> that's, event. that's, and that, but that's the pressure that certain athletes are under and such as Simone Biles. So you're, you're exactly right too. When it's, she gets up there, it's the whole, the eyes of the world are on her. Yeah. And, 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 you know, for what we do, like, um, having covered sports for years as you did um, as a columnist for the Tampa Bay times and be writer as well, um, covering hockey and things. I'm sure that you've encountered um, players who have gone through mental illness and, and, and struggles. And sure. There are some that are heartbreaking that I, that I remember um, one that, that, you know, you just never really could figure it out. And, and again, you know, it's such a large spectrum of, of, uh, of things. Like we never really know what's going on in people's lives. We don't know what their particular biology is or family history or any of that. Um, but I think that, you know, professional sports, sports in general can, can sometimes only add to that, right? It's a high, highly competitive, um, sometimes not a very forgiving atmosphere, even in or outside the locker room. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I remember a player. You remember the name Aaron Sears? Yes, of course. Um, second round draft pick, I want to say, uh, of the Bucks, an, a, an offensive guard who had amazing talents. Um, he was tremendous, tremendously talented. Played right away. Um, there came a time when Aaron Sears showed up at training camp, and and the coaches and the and, and the general manager, I think it was Dom, Mark Dominic at the time, knew instantly that that something was wrong. Like this guy was suffering. Now, you know, you look back at it and you go, well, football could have been CTE. We didn't know about CTE back then. Maybe it was a head injury, maybe accumulated, whatever. I don't know the cause of it. I don't know the root of it. I don't know anything. Um, I just know that the guy, you know, walked in one day for training camp and they started talking to him and he was non-communicative. Right. He didn't speak. He simply looked at them. And this went on for a couple of days until they said, whoa, you have to go get evaluated. You know, um, we sent Stephen Holder up to his hometown. He left. He left the uh, left the team for a while. Um, I think Stephen, who who now works for the Athletic in Indianapolis, found him. Uh, in, in, in he pulled in his driveway, and he wouldn't get out of his car to talk to him. And, and you know, just like you you remember you remember certain instances and in athletes you cover. I'm sure you've had too, where you know people people struggle, and it's difficult to have that occur. Um, in the public eye when, when you're a, a professional or a college athlete. We just saw recently, Rick, Vincent Jackson, a guy that we both Very covered point. Yeah. who um, seemingly had it all, you know? Yeah. But you, again, you don't know what the root cause of, of problems are, but 
clearly something slipped off track at, at some point. I right. think maybe the good thing here, Rick, with Simone Biles, and we saw it with, with Osaka as well. And there have been a couple other athletes who have also – Michael Phelps for a brief time yes. uh, stepped away from the sport. Um, I think I think this will be a good thing that it's bringing more attention to sort of the mental health issue of athletes. And it's it seems we're, we're – like these seem to be the right people – to um, to be talking about Simone Biles was very elegant. I thought very eloquent in in the way she described what she was going through. I thought Osaka mm-hmm. has also been very clear mm-hmm. in what she's going through. There were some mixed messages at the beginning with Osaka. I'll, I'll admit that, but I think she she rallied to basically explain what was going on. And I think most of the reaction. Look, you're going to get your knuckleheads and you know your knuckle draggers who are, who will just yeah. like say stupid stuff about this and dismiss mental health because they. They have no idea what these people are going through. But I think for the most part, people have sort of been, you know, embraced or supported Simone Biles here, at least from what I've seen on on from normal people on social media. Um, maybe this is a sort of a, a, the start of something new that players will seek help. Players will, won't be afraid to walk away. I mean, if Simone Biles can walk away from – an Olympic comp, something that she's been training for for five years. As much as we might be disappointed in not watching her perform, and as much as as maybe her ad, advertisers wish she was there, the bottom line, Rick, is nobody has put in more time hmm. for this for these moments than for Simone this Biles. One moment, yeah. <laughs> so talk about investment, you know, mm-hmm. and talk about a commitment. Talk about Simone Biles has committed more than anybody here on this thing. And yeah. for her to walk away, I think A says a lot, and B, it's also that um, that she understands what she's given up. She understands what what she's walking away from. But her health was more important. And sometimes, Rick, I, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation. Certainly not like we haven't been in those type of situations. But if you ever like have sort of something's been weighing on your mind, and you know, like uh, like maybe you made a commitment to something at the last minute, like I can't do it. Whether it's something like. You promised to help out at the church on something or something at work and you, and or a project at work. I've had this happen, Rick, where at the last second, like it, it's, you've end up pulling out of it or something falls through and you don't work on, it doesn't come through. And you're like, you're such a relief. It's such a weight off your shoulders sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now multiply that times like a thousand uh, with the Olympics. So hopefully this will be the beginning or continuation at least of athletes feeling like they can comfortably, um, announce when they're having mental health issues and, and need to step away for a minute. Yeah, no, that's, that's well said. I, and, and you're right. I think she's the, uh, you know, again, she did it with a smile on her face. She was there for her teammates. She uh, tried to explain it as best she could. And, and, and people are using the word courageous, um, which is, you know, something you wouldn't necessarily in the past, like I said, there would be people who say, Oh, well, you know, she, she choked or she, you know, um, and I, I think, Courageous is a good word. I, I think it was difficult, um, but probably wise uh, for her not to compete if if she was having the least little bit of lack of focus, concentration, especially in a sport that you know the the, the way she competes at it. It's it's not uh, it's what makes her the best in the world. You wonder what, what, it, what a, real quick, ahead. Rick, just to bring up one other thing that we haven't mentioned is something that I think needs to be examined is the amount of pressure, not only that, that fans put on her or their high, their expectations, but of of things like USA gymnastics, like what is the culture of USA gymnastics? Yeah. 
swimming. We see it in other, really in every sport. Um, you know, well, there was the whole Larry Nasser. I was going to say, yeah, there's there's a whole lot of things that um, from a, from an early age we know now about uh, individuals and, and guys like Larry Nasser that, um, you know, talk about pressure, talk about mental illness and what, what something like that can do to destroy your life. Right. Um, and she's and, been very vocal about how yeah. USA Gymnastics has handled all that. So this is all, it's all part of it. It's, it's not just simply she woke up and was too nervous to compete. That's not what happened here, you know, or it's not like I got a sore ankle, you know, yeah. I'm going to fight through it. That's, yeah. we're talking, that, that's apples and oranges. Those, those are two different things. Right. And when it first came out, I think people thought it was a physical and then she made it clear that no, it was, um, you know, it, it, it was a mental situation. Um, that she was dealing with you wonder if you know uh, the other thing is is people being plugged in you know enough to recognize this like, what if Simone Biles um, didn't have the, the courage to say I know what's at stake I know what this is going to do I know how this is going to play but I'm still going to do it um, because it's best for me best for my team but then you wonder about people that have bad days you know you, you brought up Benson Jackson and there was an incident not long ago with a guy who, who, you know, from all outward appearances, is sort of that kind of guy, right? Richard Sherman um, had had his worst day, and it ended up on a nine one one call on it on a doorbell, you know, uh, videotape uh, and and an eventual arrest and all those things, and you know, there was no people said this was completely out of character. He's dealing with um, some kind of domestic issue or, or, uh, conflict, uh, with his wife, I guess, apparently at that time or, or father-in-law, whatever. And that could have gone really sour, really bad, really tragic fast, you know? And I, I know when, when, uh, you know, when, when the Vincent Jackson thing happened, the, the people who were closest to him, uh, not, not his family, cause I think they sort of understood the demons that he had, but business partners, um, you know, a lot of community people, as he did so much um, philanthropically with everybody, just didn't see it. You know what I mean? And there was there was alcohol abuse in that situation. We know that now. But even that was hidden, you know, to a degree. So it's it's very difficult, I think, to to really understand, even somebody as public as a Vincent Jackson well, look or Simone something, Biles. Somebody as public as Tiger Woods and some of the Tiger issues that Woods, he's been right. through off the, off right. the golf course. It's, they're yeah. human beings. That's the thing that we have to remember. Right. I think there are a lot of us who would say, well, boy, if I was Tiger Woods, what would I have to be stressed about? I, I'd love to be in that situation. Like, yeah, all of us would love to be in a certain situation until you, you know, there are a lot of people who want to be in, have my life. I don't know who, <laughs> but there are some people who would. And I'm like, look, I my guess hand is up, partner. You can't <laughs> see it. It's up high, <laughs> but it's, you know, like we all have stress. We all have things in our lives. That, you like, get stressed. Oh, sure. You do. <laughs> oh, you know how it is. Like I the know. old saying too, like you're never as, you know, yeah. the, you're never as happy as the, uh, you're never more happy than your saddest child. You know, like that's it's, true. It's, yeah. you know, you worry about your kids and you worry about mm-hmm. your, you worry about everything. And now, like I said, it, we, and we don't live our lives in, in a fishbowl. We don't live our lives on display. For the right hundred million people, you know, so five you're right. All I have is is podcast, video, and I write every day. But no, I don't. I'm not out there at all. Neither were you as a columnist. You never got yeah. any bad letters, right? No pressure. Yeah, yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. Uh, 
All right, Tom Jones. Well, fortunately, I won't have to see you at uh, five o'clock in the morning with Derek Sharp tomorrow, but because uh, we're we're doing this, uh, those were the five what is time. five best worst years of our lives. <laughs> what time did great... you guys actually get up? Three forty-five for me. Tom I used to was get up at later. four. I used to get up at okay. four. I'd leave the house at four thirty, be at the studio by five, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Rick would get there about the same time. You'd get there mm-hmm. about the same time. You get there maybe five fifteen, Derek. Yeah, um, it was it was kind of like a progression. At, at at the first couple of weeks, it was you know four, then four thirty, then it was like what the hell, five fifteen. <laughs> but it was, uh, and you know, so what was funny is the first probably couple of years, I probably gained like twenty five pounds. Yeah, you did because then we you ate, lost fifty. Then I lost fifty. We <laughs> ate uh, we ate uh, sausage McDonald's biscuit. every day. There was yeah. a McDonald's right down the street. We used to eat that right. every day. Rock breakfast, yeah. <laughs> And then yeah, Ted, you, Ted Webb would bring down like this, the other breakfast stuff. He'd bring down like, we're eating, I'm about to think about morning radio. Like people would bring in food, like we're eating spare ribs at like 730, <laughs> you know, in the morning. You're like, I really shouldn't be eating spare ribs this early. <laughs> and, then, and then Ted, I just don't know how he had his own kitchen in the building, but he had <laughs> full, full on breakfast. It's like, okay, Ted's doing it. Yeah, it, it was amazing. He told us where he got that breakfast from. And then so Rick and I would be like, I mean, it got to be bad. I was eating like two breakfasts a morning before, you know, I was had two meals and it was 10 a.m. You know, it's like. <laughs> but that was lunch if you're up at three. So it didn't really but, matter. But right? then I still had a lunch and then I still had dinner after that. And Holy <laughs> guacamole. I can't <laughs> eat all this food. Give it to somebody else. Yeah, we're going exciting. to Hooters later. If you like to go with us, we got to go to Hooters. <laughs> But that's what it was. So that's what I, well, I gained. Yeah, I gained twenty five, and then I lost fifty. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we that was. I gained two children when I was there. I don't that's... know what happened. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. also good lots of have, visits. Good to be back. What do you? What do you? What, Tom, I mean, really, I feel like I don't know. I kind of know what your job is, but I don't. So I don't know. To explain it to me, I don't know what it. No, <laughs> no I work at the uh, Pointer Institute for Media Studies. I write a daily newsletter. Uh, about the latest media news today, uh, I wrote about the uh, hearings on uh, Capitol Hill for the um, for the January sixth uh, insurrection. Wrote about the new mask. I'm getting uh, so. What's the deal with the Bucks, Rick? Are they going to start wearing masks over there again? Or well, no. I mean, specific? you know, I know that. Uh, look, this this is not good for the NFL or those of us who cover it or cover sports in general because we thought that we were sort of coming on the other side of this. Uh, mountain but uh you know we were we were we had broken through we were we were at the 15 the 10 the three two one touchdown tampa bay (laughs) but now all of a sudden it's like whoa whoa that we got a flag on the flag there's a flag yeah we gotta go back so so they they haven't told us anything uh uh is is imminent but you know the nfl of course uh is a reactionary league and and uh, uh i'll say this about about that one, come hell or high water, they're going to play with full stadiums. <laughs> I don't, I, listen, let's not get carried away. We're not giving away money anymore. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the protocols for us is, is those of us who are vaccinated, um, we're outdoors. We don't have to wear masks. As, as, I, as I do this podcast, I'll get an email later. But um, we don't have to wear masks outside. They, they, give, us, they give us these tracers, which, which I you know, kind of tells us who we're in contact with, but which is weird because it's only measures against other vaccinated people that we're in contact with. So what about all those we're around that aren't vaccinated? If you it sounds like something it, out of the running man or rollerball. Yeah, or something it's just like really that. strange. And so we, we get one of those as we walk in the facility and then 
Um, you know, if you're not vaccinated, you can still be out there to tier three something or other, but you're, you have to wear a mask. Um, we do interviews now face to face. Um, and, uh, we're, we're separated by like, you know, maybe 10 to 12 feet, um, of barrier. Um, but we can actually, you know, kind of more like a press conference setting rather than zoom where they call on you, you can just kind of spit questions out, which is both good and bad. Um, but it's, uh, a little more, a little more, uh, uh, you know, interpersonal as opposed to just the screen yeah, that we're right. all looking at. So, I mean, that, that part of it's good, but, but I don't know what's going to, well, I don't know what the regular season is going to look like in terms of access. Uh, I don't think we're ever going back in the locker room this year. Um, uh, maybe never at all. So a lot of it will depend on just how the country goes with this, with this variant. And, yeah. and now the CDC came out, I'm sure you're writing about this saying that, um, you know, it's probably a good idea to wear masks at school, you know, uh, yeah. for those kids that, uh, all are us indoors, yeah. yeah, or, or all of us indoors. Right. So we're kind of going the wrong direction and I'm sure that sports will, will, uh, react accordingly, um, you know, based on sort of what the news of the day is. So yeah, it's kind of sobering that way, but yeah. we're hopeful. And, and look, the, uh, we'll talk about this in the next podcast. This vaccination thing is a big deal. Um, it's big for society. It's even bigger for NFL players and their coaches. And Ron Rivera had a few things to say. Bruce Arians got a little upset. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's podcast, as well as Tom Brady and his CGI game, which is just nice. <laughs> like everything else off the chain. So anyway, uh, you can check out Tom at uh, pointer.org. That's P-O-Y-N-T-E-R dot O-R-G. And he writes his newsletter Monday through Friday. So check him out there. Tommy, great to talk to you again. Be you with too, Derek. Fellas. Let's yeah. do it again. Yeah, we'll, we'll play a little uh, Give Me Shelter now on our way out. The outro music, absolutely. Let's do that. <laughs> there you go. See you, fellas. For, uh, for Tom Jones and Derek Sharp, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.